Well, hi, everybody. This is Organizing Life's Daily Demands. I'm Peter Gordon, and I am the president of New York Financial Organizers. We're daily money managers, um, which is something of a misnomer. I'm actually going to be talking with John Evans today, who is a real money manager. What do I mean by that? Well, daily money managers help people pay their bills. We help them deal with insurance claims. We do all the non-investment side of personal finance. And a money manager, the traditional term money manager, is someone who helps them with the investment side of finance. And that's exactly what John Evans does. And the purpose of this podcast is to introduce people, you know, to services besides ours where, you know, we help people organize their life daily demands. Uh, evidently, you know, that's what personal finance is when you're dealing with the non-investment side. So, but there are demands involved in investing your finances. And that's why I'm thrilled to have John Evans here for uh, this uh, podcast. Hi, John. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks, Peter. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's very nice to be here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, like many guests on this, uh, on this podcast, John and I know each other from this wonderful organization called the Orion Resource Group. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Orion, John? Yeah, it's, it's certainly um, it's been a great uh, group for networking and tapping into resources. I've referred more of my clients to Orion members than anyone by far. And without, well, with one exception, which is quite a funny one, every client has been really happy with uh, the support they've had. And that, fun, that one was a client that's more than a little difficult. Uh, <laughs> so when I when I look back and I realized what she was complaining about, I had to say to her, you know, I, I think you're in the wrong year, to be honest. Um, so Orion has been great. Uh, they've got branches, obviously, or, or yeah, they are. Would you call them branches? They're not quite chapters. Yeah, we call them chapters. Branches, yeah. chapters, chapters. Uh, four of them now, aren't they? And uh, they, uh, I, I, I particularly go to Westchester, of course, which I was uh, chapter leader of for a time. And, the, and Manhattan, which you're chapter leader of, those are my two favorites, just for because of traveling distance. But uh, it's a it's a very good group, very well organized. Yeah, it's a great group, and um, you know, it's a, an organization that's devoted to seeing that um, seniors uh, age with dignity. Yeah, and uh, we, you know, all the members are people who are in the senior service industries of a wide variety. I love telling people, well, you know, and I did this yesterday when I met with a, a prospective client and he had a question about, um, about uh, Medicare. And he goes, well, uh, do you know about Medicare? And I said, well, as I mentioned before, uh, I'm an expert in what I do, but I know all the other experts as far as senior care is concerned and yeah. was able to refer him to someone. Um, and, you know, we certainly do not do investments and you do and uh so it's that's a, another example so um why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and and your business yeah i thank you um so i've been in a financial financial advisory services for probably 30 years now it's mind-boggling to me uh, yeah. i've been in human resources for a time uh, i've been a trader for a time uh, but I'm a certified financial planner, certified employee benefits specialist, and I own a company, Hudson Capital Management. Uh, and I've been doing that, this for well over 10 years now, probably almost 15 years. Uh, 
And you know, there are a number of real pluses about it. Uh, one of them, and I think it's probably the same for your job, and I think in it just as you're doing the intro, is people really appreciate what you're doing. Uh, yeah. you, don't ha- you don't have a client that's unhappy for long because they leave. You know, I, I, I can't remember when I last lost, lost a client. Uh, but uh, you, you have a relationship with them that drills right down to uh, uh, being a very value-added service. Um, uh, it's a very satisfying role to be in when, people, when you feel you're helping people. It's nice. Uh, so that's a big plus for this job. And being independent, um, you know, I have freedom to focus on what I want to. When, and, and that's also a huge plus. I don't have anyone breathing down my neck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. Um, those are the reasons why I love what I do. And, yeah, uh, yeah I, we help people. And, uh, yeah. and that's a great thing, you know. And that's the interesting thing about people who are in the senior service industries is they're probably there because they want to help people. Mm-hmm. And they, we're here to make money, but um, it's just as important to enjoy what you're doing and make a difference in other people's lives. And it's great that you can make money doing that. Yeah, so, I think that's leading back to the Orion because you, I think you're right. Nearly everybody who's in that group is, is, is involved in helping people. And, and it's a big part of their makeup. They're very, very friendly, professional people. Uh, yeah, and, you know, yeah. The, uh, the, the, the founder of the group, um, he would say that the, the most important quality for somebody to become a member would be to be nice. You know, Henry Alto is the yeah. guy who founded it. And and really, if you're a member of that group, you're nice. And we had an example of that last night. We were at the, a holiday gathering uh, where we all just sat around and talked and went from group to group and everybody knows each other. Yeah, uh, it's, it's really great. There was a, a fellow there who was new, who was brought in by somebody, and he was amazed at the camaraderie. So yeah. it's it's great, and um, it is. It's on a different level to other to any other groups I know for sure. Um, uh, so I'm very lucky that I sort of stumbled on that group, uh, and that's a long time ago. I was uh, there were only like eight or nine people when I was a member when I started. Oh out. wow! Yeah, in Henry's office, just off um, uh, Park Avenue. Seven, uh, Park Avenue, Sixth Avenue. I think he was right on, just off. Yeah, right, right by Grand Central. You just go under right. the tunnel there on Park. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's well, I, it, I, I first went there, but then I, uh, I was gone for about six years before I actually made the transition into this world. And I'm very glad I did. Um, so you so came, tell us, you, so you came uh, and then. Yeah, actually, then... My, I have a friend who I interviewed on one of my podcasts, John Parisi, who worked with Henry. And I, um, was in a transition period where I was trying to go for my last career, which was in graphic design and look for something new. And my, um, my father had become ill and um, I had this interest in senior care. And so my friend introduced me to Henry, but timing wasn't right. It took me another many years till I actually bit the bullet and started my business in 2015. But right. this is about you, not about me. <laughs> so uh, let's hear more about the services you offer, John. Yeah, thanks. So I, I'm very much a broad-based uh, certified financial planner, uh, which means 
the core of what I do is investment management. Uh, a big part of that uh, with clients is helping them understand how much risk they should take in their investment portfolios. And uh, what I have found, uh, which just continually surprises me, uh, well, surprises me in, in that it's consistent, is if when I'm starting to talk about risk, somebody says, I know how much risk I want or I know how much risk I've got, they don't. Uh, they're usually the people that are significantly off either what they think they have or what they should be going for. Uh, right. For example, I have one client that said that right in the beginning, and um, he had so much risk, really aggressive risk. So he would be coming up with these ideas, and I would say, you know, I think that if you put like 5% of your portfolio in that, that's more than enough. And there was this pattern uh, uh, you know, for a year. And after that, I said to him, you know, I don't know if this is working well for you because I seem to be pouring cold water on everything you're suggesting. And he said, John, that's why I hired you. And I said, ah. why, didn't you, why didn't you tell me that in the beginning? Because if I'd realized that you wanted somebody to just make sure you don't gamble the family jewels, I'd have been okay with that. Uh, but So risk management is a big piece, uh, which can be fun. Uh, and then it's really a question of, getting a portfolio in line with that m amount of risk and then getting in a cycle uh, where we're meeting every 12 weeks and the whole process is very much, well, how have you done in the last 12 weeks compared to, I think I have seven benchmarks. So there's, it's very clear what, how they've done compared to the market. And then what do I think is going on in the market? Uh, so what, do, what changes do I think we should make to kind of leverage a general direction? And is there something we should weed out? That's the kind of thrust of a, quarterly meeting but what i do is uh, that investment management is core that's probably 80 percent but i'm uh, i'm a certified financial planner a registered investment advisor certified employee benefits specialist so i do 401ks and retirement plans as well but i also do annuities uh, and that's a big piece um and i it's a pain in the neck to continue satisfying compliance to be to offer yeah. annuities. um and it, it, because you have to jump through a lot of hoops continually. But I'm very pleased I've done it because there are cases where I've turned around to a client and I said, I think an annuity is going to be better for you in your circumstances. And that might be, for example, if it's somebody single who's close to or in retirement and they, they uh, don't have a huge amount of assets. Uh, so the, the fear for them of losing is, is severe. Uh, right. Now, an annuity locks away. There's no loss there. You're guaranteed. As long as you stay in the annuity, you're guaranteed a lifetime living income. And if you don't touch it, if you don't start drawing down, you're guaranteed a bonus annual amount every year. So I have several clients where I've said, you know, I think that that's a good fit for you. Um, and without exception, um, they have been very, one of them in particular, every time I, start, I, I meet with her, she says, I still can't believe how lucky I am you put me in that annuity. Uh, yeah, I yeah. That's a podcast in of itself. Yes, it is. Annuities are damn complicated. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I have when I when I meet prospects, more of them are unhappy with their annuities than any other issue. Uh, and most of the time, it's they don't understand them. Uh, right. Sometimes they've been right. sold in a And when they made and when they made that purchase, they weren't they didn't understand them, and it wasn't explained to them. Yes, that's right. Uh, absolutely. In fact, I haven't picked up one client that understands their annuity properly, I would say. 
Uh, and I would, venture, and I would venture to say that most, that many money managers don't understand them as well. Yeah. Uh, they're very counterintuitive. Uh, they, I mean, they think they don't really make, they don't make sense. And if you think, how can they do that? Um, but uh, I, so annuities certainly have a role to play uh, with a lot of clients. And I have one right now, uh, tomorrow, who's the other side of the spectrum. She's younger than me. I'm 63. Uh, but she's got, um, she's pretty well off financially, uh, but she, she she's single. Uh, and I think, you know, probably a couple hundred grand or a bit more in an annuity will balance things for her. Right. Uh, so right. that kind of a discussion is very good. So the I provide a lot of free financial planning, uh, and that's uh, I've had other financial advisors tell me you're giving away the farm, which yeah, is we call that we call that free consulting. Yes, I'm very comfortable with it, um, and I'm also very comfortable with meeting uh, people one, two, three times, uh, and if nothing comes out of it for me, I'm a little disappointed. But uh, the major thing is they've got something out of it, hopefully. And, uh, you know, it, it just, it helps. You know, sometimes well, I that, it all cool. can come back to uh, karma, you know. Yes. It's what you put out there. And we do, I, and that's something I know people in Orion do a lot of, which is, and myself included, is I, I tell people, call me if you have any question. You yeah. know, just because you're yeah. not working with me, I, you know, if I don't have the answer, I could find the answer for you. Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, it all depends on what the needs are of the individual. You know, yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, a, a young person that I'm going to introduce you to. Um, and he might want free consulting and he might not. But um, we were talking about asset allocation. And I know he does investing, but he didn't really understand the difference between equity and fixed income. Right. And um, yeah. I, so I actually was in the in the world of finance for like 10 years, more, more in the back office, but I also ended up having a Series 7 and learned enough that, to know that I didn't want to do that with my career. And I right. went on to the graphic design, but I, I learned a great deal. So it's helpful in what yeah. I do because I, I, could, I, I could direct my clients to uh, – to the right people. And um, very often they're okay, you know, they're okay with their uh, financial advisors. Um, but um, it's, hey, uh, uh, you know, sometimes though, it's, uh, it's helpful just to get a second opinion. Um, right. But people quite often don't want to bother. And I understand that too. You know, they've got life to lead. They've got an advisor. They don't really have an issue. Makes complete sense. Um, yeah. By the way, in that situation, if they have an advisor, but they still need advice. I'm perfectly okay. I, yeah. you know, I have no problem at all in uh, providing whatever help I can. Right. Because this is, yeah. a, you know, it's a, it's a complicated business. Uh, and when you've been in it, you know, if you've got Series Seven, which I didn't know that, you really got the mechanics. You know how the how the business operates. It's easy for us. Uh, but, but um, well, it's uh, we've got a. Um, what do you call it? A little cleaning robot, uh, and it's quite new. Uh, and oh, oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. Not a problem. So, um, you you mentioned you know you meet with clients, and I think you said about every twelve weeks. I guess uh, once a quarter. Yes, that's right. And um, what's the process for the those meetings? 
Well, uh, thank you. The process is, um, I'm very much a process person. Uh, I have to be because uh, otherwise I'm not consistent. So my process is, um, first of all, to find out if there's anything, just a chat in the beginning, anything changed, any particular issues that you've got. So they know there's usually five or ten minutes of just yakking about nothing, really. Um, (laughs) And then I get into, okay, let's just see how you've done compared to the benchmarks. So it's just a high level of here's how you've done for the last three months, the last year, the last three years, and here are the benchmarks for those times. Uh, for that time, and then that's really just a explanation of um, what uh, what I put onto that. Uh, so if they've underperformed and that happens, there's an explanation. Uh, if they've overperformed, well, I'm very happy, but there's an explanation uh, because every time it's uh, there are some decisions that have that, that have affected that, and they come into play for what I'm going to be doing next. Uh, so I drill down to what's done really well, what's done really badly, what's going on in the market, and then what my recommendations are. And that probably takes half an hour to go through a typical portfolio and and flag. Uh, I'm giving them, we're doing this, by the way, all on Zoom for uh, nearly every, every, only one client doesn't do do Zoom and she's in Philadelphia, so I mail it to her. Uh, So we do the same process just over the phone. But in each case, we're just flicking through a, 12-page performance report and, and you know, spending most of the time on two or three pages of that. And then I've got a little uh, asset allocation spreadsheet myself, and I go to that and I say, here's the big picture and here are my recommendations. And very rare, it's, it's very rare that I have a client that says, I don't want to do that. Right. Um, I can't think when the well, last that's why they fired you. Yeah. Uh, and if they don't want to do it, they'll... Um, the only time that has happened now I think about it is, uh, and I'm very, you know, it's an important thing to do, is if a client says, I don't want a tobacco company or I don't want a soft, uh, right. a soft right. uh, drinks company. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's their money, perfectly entitled, restricted, however, they, however they're like. I have one who's very anti-international and we have a bit of a, a boxing match every time uh, because I say to him, you know, you realize it's like, uh, you got 26, uh, let's say, I was going to say 26 teeth, but let's not get into that. You've got 20 fingers. Let's say you you, know, you want to play with 10 of them and, and leave 10. That's what you're doing when you're saying don't play international. More than half of the market yeah, is outside no, the U.S. You don't want to play with it. It's a major piece of diversification of a portfolio. Yeah. It's it a is. great opportunity. It is. And, and, and of course... You know, however much you play international, you have to, and, and you're coming from the UK. Uh, you know, I tend to, people in the UK typically invest almost twice what the US do in international. Uh, they're typically up around a third, um, in some cases higher. Uh, and that makes sense because why, why keep everything in the UK? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, uh, so, yeah. So the, the whole investment review is talking about, for example, international. I might be saying, well, you got 15% now and that before, that those, those investments are doing okay. But I, my concern with international is X, Y, Z. So I think maybe we should lower that allocation a little bit. Um, you know, th- this market for the last two years has been unbelievably um, volatile. Well, just crazy. And none of it has yeah. made any sense for me. No. Uh, you know, so it's, 
uh, I have actually outperformed the market quite a lot. And, uh, and it's really by having a defensive attitude where I just think none of this makes sense. So um, try and get into sectors that I think can handle inflation better or, or handle certain issues better. Uh, and so far, that's tended to be okay. I think next year is going to be as crazy as any. Everyone's talking about, interestingly, by the way, they're, they're talking about a recession here. They should be talking about it a lot more. In the UK, the Bank of England is saying we are in for the biggest recession in in, in, our, in all of our memories. I've never heard the Bank of England say that. Wow. But that's also a UK recession. That's, is that it a is. world not a world well, uh, you know, well, they used to say if if um, if the U.S. coughs, the world gets uh, the, yeah. the, the world gets the flu. Um, right. But what's really happened, I think, is uh, if there is a, re a re recession, really tend to be global. Uh, so the severity can differ in countries. Right. Uh, right. I think there's a recession in the U.K. is going to be harder than in most places, and that's because of that brainless decision the U.K. made about Brexit. I mean, that's yes. just, just crazy. So uh, inflation there is probably a third higher than here. It's, it's right. at rates I've never experienced before or never seen before. So they have a couple of major issues they're you know, wrestling with that we're not over here. But, sure. um, but the, the, inf the inflation piece clearly is a big issue here. We still don't have control over it. Yeah, uh, well, so. it it's this, this. There's a lot to it, you know, and I, I don't know how you have a recession when you have such a low unemployment rate, but yeah, that's all supply chain. It's yeah, counterintuitive, but that's why yes, I'm not in that world, you know. And uh, yeah, well, I, I, the first thing I would say is any investments I make, they're a poker dice roll, you know, there's nothing, yeah. if, if there was anything I really knew, uh. Well, I'll, I'll go even further. The few times I felt I've, I've had a really strong conviction on something, my track record hasn't been that good. Interesting. Uh, yes. Uh, so, well, so how do you make your decisions then? Well, by being uh, just weighing up the, a lot of conflicting information and then uh, going for something I think is shading towards what I think makes most sense. Right. And uh, obviously staying very diversified. Yeah. Diversification is major. Uh, I would say for most clients now, the the the, uh, the, the way I handle investments is, is sort of a cross, is a mix match. One of it is, is um, by that I mean, there's a portion that, that is put in just asset classes like international, large cap, mid cap, small cap, bonds. But then there's another sector that's growing, which is what I just label sectors. Uh, and there, it doesn't matter what the size of the company is, I'm going into things like clean energy, uh, or um, uh, let's think interest, interest, high interest uh, investments, uh, or uh, um, you know you could easily do real estate as a sector. So there are probably half a dozen sectors I'm looking at. Uh, are you investing in funds or individual stocks? Uh, I try and stay away from individual stocks unless okay. I really know the companies well. And there are a few of those, but most of it is exchange traded funds. Okay. You know, so ETFs have the the great thing about them is their cost is typically under uh, a tenth of one percent. Uh, yeah, yeah mind-boggling, uh, and yeah. they're very broad. I mean, an ETF can have. I've got some Vanguard ETFs now. Uh, they've got over hundred stock underlying stocks. Right. Uh, so it's in. That's 
Yeah, very, very good diversification. Within, within a sector, though. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah no, there's a lot of layers to this. Um, I, yeah. um, so uh, you mentioned that all your meetings are um, on, on Zoom now? Yeah, the only ones that aren't on Zoom, I'm so lucky with that. You know, there's no way I could have got clients to go on to, uh, to start using this technology. You know, there's just obviously COVID has driven everybody right, to it. Right. But it, it makes my uh, quarterly meetings uh, a dream because, uh, you know, I don't have to drive anywhere. I, until then, I've always been driving to clients. So, you know, if I, if I can do two, two client meetings in a day, I can do three sometimes, but that's a hell of a push. Two is a little heavy. Uh, but with Zoom, I can do two or three real easy. Uh, right. And the, the only difference for me is that uh, if I pick up a client purely by Zoom that I've never met, and that has happened, uh, I don't have quite that connection with them that I have with clients where I've been around the house and you know they know me very well. Right. Uh, so I don't think the relationship... Is that is quite as strong because I'm just a face on a computer screen, you know, with a silly accent. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, everybody loves the silly accent. And that's if fortunate. If you're on this side of the uh, the pond, um, well, this has been great. I really appreciate it, and uh, we'll put your information in the, uh, um, you know, in the in the video below the video and and the podcast itself, you know, and how to get in touch with you. But what is the best way? Thanks. Well, the best way is my email, which is jevans at hudcap.org. Uh, that's my website, uh, hudcap.org, or my telephone number, 917 720 2153. And I know that'll be, that'll be below in the right at the top of the uh, of the text version of, uh, of the podcast and the video. Great. Thanks. So, John, thank you so much. That was really, really wonderful. It's, all, it's a pleasure, as always, talking with you, Peter, and look forward to getting together soon. Okay, very good. Thanks. Take care, and everybody, I'll see you at my uh, next podcast. Take care. Yes. Bye-bye now.